Rhino, he's not even an issue. I don't sweat Rhino. Are you ready? Yes, it's the Rhino. I just want the paper. I done came down so clean. I'm shining on the haters. Ain't none better than me. Paint wetter than he knows. 400 And out come Rhino. Rhino. I just want the paper. I done came down so clean. I'm shining on the haters. Ain't none better than me. Paint wetter than he knows. 400 I just want the paper. I done came down so clean. I'm shining on the hater. Ain't none better than me. Paint wetter than he knows. 400 degrees. Rhino! It's Rhino! It's How's it going, everybody? Oh, sorry, that's uh, Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez here. Dan Rhino here for the Rhino Wrestling Review, joined by Will Lewis. Hey, guys. And apparently a DJ. Will's doing fake radio guy voice now. Welcome to the Rhino Wrestling Review. I'm here with Dan Rhino of the Rhino Wrestling Review, and we're here to talk about wrestling. About on the Rhino Wrestling Review. Uh, you, you don't have Cheeto fingers, do you? No, it's working well. Good. It's working well. Good, good. So. We're here at the Palatial Lewis Estates. That's true. Um, We're in the... In the uh, the green room? Yeah. In the green room? We're in the dining hall, I would imagine. Uh, that's what I would call it. Yeah. It's very spacious in here. Mm-hmm. If you can hear an echo... Yeah, because of the vaulted ceilings. Yeah. You can't hide money, I guess. No, you can't. Uh, how's everything going? Uh, it's the Christmas season, and this is normally pretty... a uh, uh, easy time of year, I would say, for retail uh, managers one, such as yourself. One of the easiest, I would say. You know, it's a lot easier than you know, like February and stuff, whether it's like yeah, where it's super busy yeah. for some reason, like Valentine's Day, everybody goes nuts. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, I gotta buy stuff. I heard you guys are having some pretty hot sales over there. Oh, at, oh, <laughs> at what do you mean hot sales? Uh, I heard you guys, you guys are just, uh, I mean, just, I don't know. I heard like. Stuff, their sales are just on fire. I'd say. <laughs> are you trying to say my store caught on fire? Your store did catch on fire. Uh. This is legitimate. Uh, some knucklehead lit the store on fire as a distraction, a diversion to steal electronics. And apparently it worked because he got to steal even more stuff because he stole a bunch of uh, jewelry. Yeah, from a, from a nearby jewelry store. And they still haven't caught him. If it would have been me, I would have been caught like immediately. You, you would have like you would have gone to set the fire, and they would have been like, "Hey, <laughs> put that fire out! Get in the cop car!" <laughs> Guys. But this knucklehead is is on the loose, terrorizing uh, the St. Louis area. Just so doing whatever the hell he was. Yeah, hopefully he'll uh, he'll get caught. But yeah, you've had a, quite a uh, little bit of a interesting week or two yeah you know you go into the holiday season with a uh, with a set strategy of what you want to accomplish and then your store catches on fire and you have to really just change everything well let me ask you this uh-huh. was one of your things you wanted to accomplish was make it through the holiday season with your store not catching on fire did you I mean, set that uh, as one of your goals I mean essentially that's always a yearly goal is it though is it did you say it? Did you put it in writing? Is that something you discuss with your staff? I think that's just always something where you're like, you know what? No, see, as long as no, we make it through no, the year and the store no, doesn't catch on fire, no, it's a successful no, year. No, I, I, no. 
you have to set concrete achievable goals like that. Okay. You can't just assume that that these things are just to be. Should I put it in right? I should have put it in right. You should have put it in uh, right. Put it. You, do you have a big dry erase board in your break room? Yes. That's the first thing I would do for the new year. For the new year is that we will make it through 2020 fireless. Ooh. The only things that are going to be hot are our sales. Are sales. <laughs> and that transitions right into what we're going to talk about today, which is emails. Uh, how, does, how is that a transition? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We are going to empty out the hotmail. Hotmail. Hey. I, I still use my hotmail regularly because I'm old. Yeah. Because I'm I'm in that 50 plus demographic that's watching NXT. <laughs> <laughs> that's helping NXT stay in the ratings uh, the ratings war against AEW on Wednesday night. Uh, we're going to empty out the Rhino Wrestling Review mailbag this week. Uh, we took off last week so we could spend some time with our families. I guess is that what we Happy did? Thanksgiving, everybody! Yay. It's Thanksgiving's over, and we are on to Christmas. Ooh. Actually, the retail stores have been on to Christmas since about July. Yeah, that's accurate, actually. But we are just uh, twenty days away from Saint Nick arriving down people's chimneys. You know, Saint Nicholas is—that's tonight. And what is Saint, the Saint Nicholas thing? Like, there's uh, Saint wait. Nicholas Day. And then there's Christmas. Mm. Like they're two different people. Saint Nicholas puts stuff in your shoes because mm. he's weird. But Santa just breaks into your house in the middle of the night. Randy Orton also puts something in your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a good thing. It's his penis. Uh, oh. <laughs> if you ask Ken Anderson. Uh. Randy Orton burns down a man's house and gets rewarded for it. Randy Orton has sex with Ken Anderson's shoes and gets rewarded for it. That's yeah, a future Hall of Famer you're talking about. There. Ken Anderson? Uh, I don't know, Randy, man. man. Maybe borderline. Oh, I don't know. Randy he Orton. had a little bit of a good run, Randy, I guess. Randy Orton. Ken Anderson's uh, doing big things on NWA right now. Old boot fucking Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the guy that like owns like Gus's boots or something like inducts Randy Orton into <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Uh, you, speaking of uh, boot fucking, uh, let's, uh, let's do some emails here. <laughs> My transitions are on point. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty good. They're, they're not bad. Uh, you can always send us your emails, rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com or on Twitter at rhino underscore wrestling. And the first one comes from Monty. I guess it's Monty or Monte, Monty in St. Paul, Minnesota. And he writes, what do you make of the drastic rating shift on Wednesday nights? Should AEW be concerned and can they thrive with less than 1 million viewers? So AEW was winning pretty handily the first few weeks. They were doing over a million viewers and NXT was kind of in that like 700 to 800,000 range. NXT the last few weeks started kind of barely taking the lead and last week's Thanksgiving Eve episode showed a big drop by AEW. NXT not much of a drop. I think it was only like 6 or 8% or something like that. But AEW was down uh, to 663,000 last week where NXT was at 810,000. That was a 33% drop for AEW in that key 18 to 49 demo. So 
what do you make, Will, of the of the rating shift that we had? Because the ratings just came out uh, within the last couple hours for this week's episode, and thank you for that. Uh, the uh, ratings say that NXT is back on our NXT is back in second place. AEW back on top. Uh, looks like. AEW, 851,000 viewers, up 28%. They were 8th place in the demo. And NXT, 845,000 viewers, just 6,000 behind. They were actually up 4% from last week. They were 12th place in the demo. So, AEW back on top. I think they're like 8-3 or 8-2 or something like that as far as the in the 10 weeks that they've been going on it's something like yeah, that I think they only I think they were only leading for two weeks yeah so I think I think uh, AEW's eight and two as far as head-to-head ratings what do you make of the big drop last week was that just a result of the Thanksgiving holiday was that more of a result of the uh, NXT coming off the impressive showing at Survivor Series and what's the, what do you think is the long-term game for AEW there it seems like it's going to be really hard for them to get back over that million viewer mark. Can they thrive on Wednesday nights going head to head? Are they going to have to make changes in the future? What do you think? Um, so I, I I think that NXT started to take that that leap forward because they were so prominently like positioned on Raw and SmackDown leading up to Survivor Series, um, and then they had um, then they had that that, that strong st- showing at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. So then everybody wanted to tune in the night or that following Wednesday after to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And which is kind of, but it's weird though because for AEW had such a massive drop off. They lost 200,000 viewers like in the span or, you know, in the span of a week because mm-hmm. they were probably around 800,000 800, plus mm-hmm. the week before. Yeah, they had a big drop. Uh, which that's, that's a significant drop. And you, you know, you can, uh, you can attribute it to the night before Thanksgiving. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. Like everybody's got to go out. That's and, true. Uh, find themselves a nice like well-to-do like cougar and whatnot um, <laughs> or a down on a luck hurt me girl exactly so you know you know sometimes you know wrestling takes a back seat uh, but but aew or not but nxt still put up good numbers mm-hmm. nxt was actually they've been averaging i think about eight hundred thousand. so they actually did above what their average is Whereas NXT did, like you said, significantly below, despite having a world championship match between Jericho and Scorpio Sky on in the main event that was advertised in advance, too. I think a lot of people might have been worried, too, that since it was the night before Thanksgiving, that it might have been a throwaway show. Mm-hmm. Um, which, honestly, I mean, I watched the whole show, and it kind of did feel like a throwaway show. Like, it didn't really feel as good as a normal AEW show mm-hmm. does. I mean, it had the really good Chris Jericho segment and then the Scorpio Sky match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Which was okay. Which it was, was fine. It was, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, it was fine. It's no, it's no prime rib. It's all the perfectly roasted, endless prime rib you could ever want. That's the newest drop here on the Rhino Wrestling Review board, uh, courtesy of Jason Casabetta, who said that what... Raw has been giving us for the last several months is Prime Rib, and we are just turning our noses up at it. We just think it tastes like shit. Prime Rib's a little fatty, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fine. I'll tell you what. Prime Rib's really expensive. Not that great. Mm-hmm. A little fatty. Mm-hmm. So like I'll it. take uh, one of those 
one of those steaks from those all-you-can-eat places. <laughs> pretty low cut of meat, but right. man, slap some A1 sauce on it, and it's not bad at all. We knew that the Thanksgiving numbers were going to drop a, a bit. The holiday numbers always drop significantly. But like you said, the NXT did not drop that much, as much as AEW did. I think NXT coming off that impressive Survivor Series weekend, that really bumped up their uh, bumped up their profile quite a bit because Raw did not have a very good showing at Survivor Series and their numbers were pretty low on the Raw the night after the pay per view. But I mean, there's Raw's consistently putting on good shows week well, after week. If after you week. if you had to compare it to like a cut of meat. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we're gonna wear. Hold that. on, give me a second. We're gonna wear give that button second. out. Let me think. A prime, like a like a prime cut of meat. Yeah, like the like a really. Mm. Well, if you think it's good, then I would compare it to a good cut of meat. It's all the perfectly roasted endless prime rib you could ever want. <laughs> we're gonna wear that button now. That like part of the iPad is gonna stop responding to touch after a while. So so kind of let's let's go back though, but. Um, so just think of what what WWE had to do to beat AEW in the ratings. Mm -hmm. Like they had to prominently put NXT like on the forefront of week after week after mm -hmm. week of showing on all three brands, mm -hmm. and then they also had to put them over on the Survivor Series pay per view mm -hmm. to beat them the week after. Mm -hmm. And Leading up, I think the the other week that they won, they advertised that it was going to be that was the one where Triple H said the door is going to be open, yeah, so anybody could show up. So a lot of people were tuning in to to see what was going to happen. Becky Lynch opens the show. You bring in all of your, you bring in a bunch of stars on the NXT, like like you're gonna you're gonna bring in viewers. Like mm -hmm. that's like I get it. It makes a lot of sense, but. I think what we're going to see now is coming out of that week, coming out of the fallout of Survivor Series, mm -hmm. you're going to start to see NXT is going to start to taper off. Mm -hmm. They're going to drop. They're going to drop over the course of the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Where do you think a good number? You think this is kind of what it's going to be, like in the mid 850s for both of them? Uh, NXT seems to be closing the gap on a lot of the demos. You know, AEW always skewed a little younger. But NXT always had the 50-plusers, the boomers, <laughs> yeah, boomers. In, order, in order to kind of help pull them up. But NXT is starting to close that gap a little bit in, in some of the other demos. Do you think that's, this is the mid-850s is going to kind of be like par for the course for both of these shows? Do you think AEW can ever get back over a million viewers like they were in the first couple of weeks? Or do you think... They're, they're happy with what they got. I, I mean, I think they're happy with what they have right now. Mm -hmm. I but, think they are too. But I also think that they're kind of in a holding pattern until the beginning of the year because they don't want to really do anything too big. Um, I, there's some contracts that are going to be ending soon for multiple wrestlers that they're probably going to sign. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're going to be bringing in new talent and, and, and uh, big stars. Like Marty Scroll is definitely going to AEW mm -hmm. within the next, what, Couple weeks, yeah, probably. Uh, apparently, he's got to work. He's his, apparently his contract is up now, but he has agreed to work the final battle pay per view, like on the thirteenth or the fourteenth. I would think that 
as soon as that's done, he's... And they'll probably save it because I think their last show of the year is the 18th. We could even see him at that show on the 18th. Yeah. But they also don't have a pay-per-view for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't know when their next one's going to be. Yeah. Um, I would imagine it's going to be in January. kind of, or is that That's when the Royal Rumble is, mm-hmm. right? So I would imagine they'll have one at that time to go up against, you know, uh, WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're happy with what they got. I mean, they, they're putting on good product. Like, they're, it's still good on a weekly basis. I don't think they really have had, like, a, an awful show. Uh, they've had a couple shows that have been, you know, a little bit lackluster, but I still watch it more than I watch NXT. I do. I, me too. I, I watch it. It's the first thing I watch over over NXT. Even with all the stuff that's been going on with NXT, I still watch AEW first. I try to watch it live. I could not watch it live last night because I was on my second night of my podcasting marathon. I did podcast it with my wife on Tuesday. I podcast it with my buddy Mike on his show on Wednesday. I'm podcasting with you tonight. So I watched it, but I didn't watch it last night before. And I still haven't watched NXT from last night. Me neither. So um, I'll, I'll probably watch that this evening. But AEW is still my, my first choice. It's my go-to. It's because it's... I don't know. It's just different. It's it's, it's still fresh. Really it's easy still, yeah, to watch. it still feels fresh. It still feels like it like it goes by real quick. But they but uh, AEW is on a big network. They got a big budget. They live TV is expensive, and selling ads for wrestling, which is the end game, you know, ad, making ad revenue. Selling ads for wrestling has always been a struggle. Even back in the Monday Night War days when we had great ratings, there's still the stigma about pro wrestling that advertisers just don't want to buy in. The, the question that Monty posed, should AEW be concerned, can they thrive with less than one million viewers? Do they have to eventually start moving up? Are they going to be okay if they just keep staying in this 850,000 viewer range are they gonna have to go to another night so that they can just have the night to themselves what do you think i mean i guess it all depends on when we finally see what they're what they're making on a yearly basis as far as money is concerned and we Um, want and who knows if we'll ever know that if if they unless they go public they might never go public Mm -hmm. so we might never know if they're making any money or if they're just in a holding pattern or whatever the case is um but i mean they're but they have something good. Uh, they don't really need to. They're not going to beat WWE. Mm-hmm. They, they probably never will, um, unless there's some drastic change or like a shift in the landscape mm-hmm. where like WWE is just hemorrhaging viewers on a weekly basis. Um, and it's. I think they're happy with what they got. This is a crazy idea, but Mondays are we're, we've kind of been programmed over the last. 20 to 25 years that Monday night is wrestling night. Even if it's crap and they're telling us it's prime rib. Oh. It's all the perfectly roasted endless prime rib you could ever want. Even if it's it's crap, we still associate Mondays with, with wrestling. AEW Dynamite is obviously more watchable than Raw. Would you was that that's pretty easy to say, oh, right? That's awful. Yeah. Despite people like Jason that are on, on the 
WWE payroll that are telling us that, it, that it's not. I mean, it's just it's just bad. Like I, I think I said this week in our chat. Like I literally, I've watched I watched ten percent of Raw this week. Mm-hmm. I skipped everything else. Mm-hmm. I watched the beginning part of it, and then I fast forwarded. I looked, and I was like, I don't really want to watch this or this. So, oh no, hey Jose, okay, I'll just skip that. <laughs> um, I skipped everything. Now I did tell you that the Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors was good, and you gave me the Ron Burgundy. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. I know I'm Captain Sarcastic, but I don't know what to, like when you say. I know you don't know what to when, believe. When you're anymore. like, when you're like, hey, this raw match was pretty good. I'm like, ah, I've I, been so I, dishonest with you. I'm like, over am the I years. supposed to believe him? I've conditioned you to not believe me when I'm serious, but it was actually really good. <laughs> but well, let's say that just crazy thought next year they decide that we're going to go to Mondays. Kind of like what, what Impact did a, a few weeks ago. They said, Monday night is wrestling night. We're going to go to, to Mondays. We're going to go head-to-head with Raw. I I honestly think their viewership would go up. Probably. Because I think there's people that are conditioned to watch watching wrestling on Mondays. There's obviously already like over 2 million people that watch garbage on Mondays. If they put, if something decent, it, now not all the AEW stuff has been great. You know, I'm not going to come out here and be a Dave Meltzer and wear the AEW cheerleader outfit and and wave my pom poms and say everything has been great. But every episode of Dynamite has been better than every episode of Raw or SmackDown since it, in the last ten weeks. You know, I'm going to say that there's been some NXTs that I've enjoyed more, but every episode of Dynamite has been better than every Raw and every SmackDown. Definitely. If they put it on Monday night with the the crowd already being conditioned to watch wrestling on Monday and even having that TNT crowd with the history of being conditioned to watch watching wrestling on Monday, I think they could they could easily go over a million viewers. They probably could. Um, and it could just be that Wednesday night is just not a night where people don't like to watch TV. Well, it's, um, it's volleyball night. It is volleyball night. So I I don't I never watch uh, AEW live. Mm-hmm. I always watch on DVR. You were too busy winning that silver medal in, I know. The, in the San local sand volleyball league. So, congrats! We finally did it. You know, we could. Uh, I'll give you a little DJ. <laughs> yeah, it's boss time. You guys are the bosses. We are the co-bosses. Second, second place bosses. This, that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, worst to second. That's what we always like to say, right? That's mm-hmm. the saying. Yep. So, I think so. Yep. From the cellar dwellers to the penthouse, yep. outhouse to the penthouse. Is it really the penthouse though? If it's second place, it's close to the penthouse. So it's like a, it's like the honeymoon suite. It's like the floor right below the penthouse. <laughs> like we, you couldn't quite afford the penthouse, but, but you got a normal. You room. got a high floor you with a, a nice yeah. view. Ooh, that's pretty good. You can see out the window because the higher the floor in the hotel, where's the view at though? Like, where, where are we at? Where's the hotel? Uh, the hotel is in downtown St. Louis, and you've got a great view of uh, the homeless gauntlet that you have to walk uh, from Ballpark Village to Washington Avenue. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, what was I going to say? I got We got off track. Uh, we were talking about uh, volleyball. We were talking about Wednesday nights. We were talking oh, about... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think that maybe Wednesday night's just not a big night for TV. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, maybe they just don't tune in, and, and you know, every like you said, everybody is conditioned to watch Monday Night Raw because we've been doing it for 
what, 20, was it 25 years? Uh, yeah, Raw just had their 25th anniversary, yeah. yeah. So 25 years we've been watching the same TV show on Raw pretty much every single day, unless yeah. the dog show was on. <laughs> or, uh, or the U.S. Open. Or the U.S. For, Open. For a little while. Those were the worst. I remember when the, when the Yukonuba dog show would yeah. <laughs> preempt Raw. It was the worst. <laughs> I was like, I would get home, like, time to watch Raw, and then be burr, like, burr, burr. like the dogs are on, and I'm like, yep. alright. I'm like, fucking, I guess I'll see if the cattle dog yeah. won. Uh, the herding group, he never does, never but won. I guess I'll see. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next email. Uh, Theatric, I guess Theo for short. Th- Theo! Uh, from Columbia, Missouri. That's my Bill Cosby. Yeah. I'm going to drop a pill in your drink when you no. walk into <laughs> From Columbia, Missouri. says, hi, Dan. Good Shakespeare's pizza out there. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could uh, bring us some sli- uh, slices next time he comes down to St. Louis. I think you can buy it in stores now. So there were certain stores. I think uh, certain stores had it for a little while. But I haven't seen it in, in a long time. I don't know. Uh, they don't carry it at your location. No, I don't want to look for it. So, uh, Theo writes, Hi, Dan. I can't tell if the Bray Wyatt Fiend character has run its course, is slowing down, or just getting started. What do you think? So, Will, first gut reaction out of those three choices, do you think the Fiend is slowing down? Do you think the Fiend has run its course? Or do you think it's just getting started? I think he's just getting started. Okay. Um, Mr. Positivity, Johnny Positivity. That's what here. they call me, you know. I... I Throughout the course of my Rhino Rest Review uh, tenure, mm-hmm. uh, I've been known as the most positive of the Rhino Rest Right, Review. and I've been right behind you. Yes, it's and then Jason's like, Mr. Negativity, so negative. all down on everything. Man. Yeah. But uh, I think he's just getting started. Uh, but I think they've, I think they've already written him into a corner. It's just as far as like just his matches and how unbeatable he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I liked the Survivor Series match. I did, too. Um, I thought it was good. I did, too. I thought they had a nice little uh, back and forth. I thought Daniel Bryan got a good amount of offense in and didn't look super weak. Mm-hmm. Um, he also didn't hit his finisher 16,000 times. The red light's still there. They need to get rid of that. Awful. Um, I also don't really know how to feel about the new belt. The skin belt? I'm like, I'm like it's kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because when he walks out, he has the belt around his face, mm-hmm. so then he'll have another face around his face. Like <gasps> he'll have a face like and a, his like face, a, like a Joker thing, like Joker in the comics. Like. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I think he's just getting started. Um, I, I hear that they're building towards the Fiend versus Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Interesting. Hmm. Her. I to me, he's slowing down a little bit. Uh-oh. And I, I kind of go to what you said. A little, uh, a couple uh, seconds ago, our buddy Dougie Wrestling to the STF Underground podcast. When when we message each other, he always uses uh, the the gamer term OP. Yeah. Uh, as, as for those of you who aren't aware of that, that's like overpowered, right? Or overly yeah. powered. Or overly something. powered. Yeah. That's kind of what Bray Wyatt is right now, and I, I don't. I I hate that. You do a move to him, and he and he doesn't sell it. And I understand that that's what they're going for. That's what the Undertaker used to be mm-hmm. when he when he first started. But Seth Rollins' finisher is ruined. Yeah, you can't he can't use the curb stop anymore. He needs to find a new one. It's broken. Now what if? Now okay, okay. Now hear me out. 
right? I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. Like, now what if he were? You're like, the one. Yeah, me. Um, now what if he were to, like tune up the uh, the the stomp? What if he were to, like slam his foot? Like rhythmically. Burn it down. Burn it down. And then hit it. I and then it. burn down a, a Target store. Wow. Ooh. You think it was Seth? Rollins? I think it was. Oh, that jackass. Piece of shit. God damn it. You still like him? Uh, yeah, I still yeah, like he's him. Still pretty good. <laughs> but I, was, I, I t- told you that was hilarious when I was in, up in Chicago. Everybody was booing the holy hell out of Seth. I said, as soon as he starts stomping his feet, these motherfuckers in the crowd, <laughs> they just want to chant something. They They're just, like, oh my god! <laughs> that's, we can participate in this! That's why we love the Adam Cole baby and the boom yeah. so much, because we get to participate. And we got to do the Adam Cole baby about 30 times. That's fine. The whole weekend. But you didn't get to do the boom for Roderick Strong. That one cut time, they cut in the triple threat match, they cut <laughs> off his music. We were very upset about that. <laughs> my brother, who had no idea of, of the boom or the Adam Cole baby, he said... He said, do these guys just wrestle all the time? Because the undisputed, the shock, the system, it came on about 30 times yeah. in the two days we were well, there. Well, there is four of them. <laughs> they wrestled a lot, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But like I said, uh, he was, uh, Bray's ruined Seth's finisher. I will say I agree with you totally. Daniel Bryan got a very good match out of The Fiend at Survivor Series. But WWE, they're they're committed now to this fiend. I think he's he's going to be champ for a while because they would not have put the title on him and power him up so much if they are going to take it off of him soon. But if he's that unbeatable and you know that no matter what the other person does, that they're not going to be able to beat the fiend, is it still fun to watch? That's my worry. I think it's fun to see... Who they're going to eventually pick to beat him. I think that's where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I mean, so you're okay with like a long journey? to As long as they keep it interesting. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with... I don't want him to like consistently just plow through everybody. I want him to be... Like to have competitive matches. And then always... But if he, if he comes out looking strong, that's good. Uh, but you know who's going to eventually beat him. Brutus. No. Beefcake, that's why... Uh... The Fiend started cutting off hair, started cutting off Daniel Bryan's hair. Oh, do you think that? And Brutus is going to be like, that's my gimmick! Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good match. I'm telling you. Uh, it's going to be Roman Reigns. <laughs> Your boy. God damn it. Do you like the mandible claw as a finisher? I do. Okay. I do. I think it's when it's used correctly. I mean, it looks pretty vicious. Um, I, I like his. I like the Fiend's moveset. Like I like I like I like the fiend. I think he's I think well Bray Wyatt has been he's a good wrestler. He is. And he's Absolutely. Good, he's a great character. Um, the Firefly Funhouse I think is really good. I think eventually they're going to start bringing in other factors for the mm-hmm. Firefly Funhouse. I don't think it's just going to be Bray by himself for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's going to be other things that are going to come in eventually. What was the deal with them cutting Dan O'Brien's hair off? On, is he making a doll like out of him, or I have no idea. is that going to be like his new puppet? He's going to use it to like paste like a beard on like a new puppet, could be, be like Goat Boy or something uh, like that. Apparently, Daniel Bryan wanted to have a new look. He's tired of the long hair and, and goat beard, so maybe that was the way to okay. plan it. Or he's going to have a new hair puppet. 
Well, I say Bray's slowing down. Will says he's just getting started, so that means we're, both we're probably wrong. both wrong, and yeah. it's probably he'll probably drop the belt on main event next week or something like that. <laughs> no. uh, Jaden in Dallas, Texas writes, which current star in any promotion is in the most need of an upgrade to their finisher? Who's the first person who comes to mind, somebody who needs to upgrade their finisher in order to kind of... Uh, get to the next level or to kind of improve their character. It could be somebody who's already a star. Uh, it could be anybody. You go first. My, the first one that came to my mind was Bailey because she was using the Bailey, Bailey to Belly, which I thought was always not great. Yeah. Now she's using this move that she used on the indies. It's the old Dirty Deeds. It's it's kind of is, yeah. yeah. She, she called it like... Um, like the the rose, the, the the fallen rose or something like that. No, don't like that. <laughs> but it's like a bulldog uh, headlock driver yeah. into yeah into the ground. My thing with Bailey is that she's the only one of the four horsewomen who doesn't have a submission finisher. Maybe she would just like. Like, hug you. Yeah. Like, hug like you and then you pass out. <laughs> squeeze you until you pass out. That would be amazing. That would for, be like, really babyface Healy. Yeah. Uh, babyface Healy. Healy. Uh, babyface Bailey. If she came and just hugged you so hard that you just, like, passed out and the referee, your arm drops <laughs> twice and then goes for the three times and you're, no, no, I'm no, still no, no, no. Then she squeezes you harder and you're like, ah! I think Bailey needs something, man. She needs... She needs something better. The, the finisher she has now, I don't even have a name, I don't think, and... It's just, it looks, it doesn't look good. She needs something more vicious to go with this character. Um, I also think John Moxley's going to murder somebody. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> with, with his finisher. Oh like, my god. He might need a new one just so he doesn't get manslaughter charges brought up <sighs> against him. The, the one he hit on uh, Darby Allen. Oh my, off the top off rope. Off the top rope. Dude, was, and we haven't seen or heard of Darby since He's then. in the land of wind and ghosts. He is. He's in the shadow realm currently uh, with Father James Mitchell. That was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. I mean, it looked really cool. <laughs> it really did. Because it caught, it gave me the, that moment where it's I was watching strong it. style, Will. And I literally got up out of my chair and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> it's strong style. But that's because he killed someone on national TV. He did. He did. He sure did. Oh, my God. Uh, who comes to mind for you? Because I actually, in a second here, I put the post a question to people on the Squared Circle Reddit, and I got a ton of feedback on it with some pretty interesting answers. Her. So I obviously I could go with the easy one and say Seth Rollins because mm. we already talked. Well, about he's got it. he got he's got to now. He's a new finisher. It's broken. I mean, he could always use the pedigree. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, what about that ripcord uh, knee to the nose? The one, <laughs> the one that broke John no, Cena's face. No. What about the buckle bomb? The one that uh, Sting. crippled Sting. <laughs> uh, what about what about the curb stomp? Remember when he when the curb stomp went away? And we it came back. We were like, Oh my God, it's back! It's amazing! And then they killed it. And yeah, Bray Wyatt uh, killed it. Um, but I think Kevin Owens needs a new finisher. I don't like the stunner. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Um, I always liked his pop-up powerbomb. Loved it. Um, I don't know why he needed a new finisher, but it, I, I guess it plays into his super babyface role that mm -hmm. he's in right now. Um, but 
I just don't. I don't like the stunner. If it's not done by st like by Stone Cold, it just doesn't look great. And then yeah. people usually don't sell it the right way, and it's just kind of. Eh. I actually got a, a response about that from King Atlas on Reddit, who says, "I sincerely do not enjoy Kevin Owens doing the stunner. I get he, I get he didn't like everybody else doing variants of the power bomb, but it just didn't fit his." overall style to me somebody and somebody else said let the man do package pile drivers please wwe yes that'd be fine but i also think it's weird too that that since he started doing the stunner that the papa powerbomb no longer has the finishing power anymore mm -hmm. for yeah. some reason. well because he hadn't been using it if, right. if you don't use it then you lose it well that is true but he also it's very like it's varied now like he sits out on the powerbomb and he doesn't like stand up and powerbomb mm -hmm. But I, I don't want him to do, use the stunner anymore. I love Kevin Owens. Uh, let me read, read a few of these to you. Team Squeak says Angel Garza needs a new uh, finisher. Is that uh, when he rips his pants off? Uh, no, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but it, he does this thing where he like gets them in like a, like a full, front full Nelson and then he just like sits them down on their butt. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I'm like destroyed. No, don't like that. Uh, somebody else said, let's see, that's Kevin, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns, the spear has been done to death. I agree. Uh, somebody responded and said, I like Roman's spear. The move is generally overused, but his at least actually looks like it would hurt. Does it though? Uh, what about that Superman punch? That's pretty cool. God, no one gets pinned by the Superman punch. I love it, though, because anytime he hits the Superman punch, they're like, oh, my God, Roman's going to win, this guys. Is this and is then the crowd's like, yeah, yeah. And he kicks out. They're like, no, how do you kick out of the Superman? Everybody kicks out of the Superman punch. Uh, the Turtle Shepherd says that Champa needs to go back to the knee or the arm bar. I'm not a fan of the fairy tale ending, especially since Io Shirai also uses it as a non-finish. That's a good one. Uh, the very nicest person Aww. on uh, Reddit says, Jericho, the Judas effect looks terrible because he does it too slow. What do you think about that? The Judas effect? Yeah. He does it too slow? That's what he says. Really? I think he hits people for real, personally. <laughs> and, I think he does too. And they, they can't kick out. Uh, I, I like the Judas effect. I think it's good. Judas is my name. Yep, that's it. Uh, somebody else says, I'd love for Bray to have a different finisher. The Mandible Claw shouldn't be his main, and Sister Abigail is old now. Uh, another one says, Kudo me, uh, Kudo me Valentine says, I think Ziggler could use a new one, something unique to him that different, differentiates him from other wrestlers because his other finishers so far have felt like him doing imitations. Ziggler in general needs refreshing. Uh, not to mention the fact that the zigzag and the super kick have never actually finished anybody. No, yeah. Uh, here's one. Uh, this is, <laughs> you'll like the name, and I don't know if you'll like the uh, suggestion, but Ass Donuts <laughs> says Sami Zayn. Hey, and it whoa. says it stems from a particular SmackDown back in 2018 where Sami used both the kick and then the Thunder Bomb to pin Styles. I think the Haluva kick could be a nice first move preceding the upgraded finisher, Brain Buster maybe. Mm -hmm. Or if he brings back the top rope Brain, brain Buster, which would also be dope. Dope. Um, actually, I came up with another one that I just thought of. Braun yeah. Strowman. Braun Strowman. Is he in there? 
Uh, Braun Strowman was the mo- the one that came in about five minutes ago. Ah. Said uh, Chinbag says Braun Strowman needs a more recognizable one. Yeah, because the power slam is just kind of lame. Yeah, it super is. Yeah, it's super <laughs> lame. Um, even like Finn Balor now, he's using a new finisher. He's mm-hmm. brought. He's doing that. Uh, that was it. Nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. 15, 18, so he has 14, two different moves. <laughs> the 1642. He's like got a, like a 1640 and an 1890 something. Like mm-hmm. the, that fucking brain buster. 1892, Columbus sure. sailed the ocean blue. It was not that easy. <laughs> well, it rhymes, so it's got to make sense. Okay. Uh, somebody says that uh, Swerve needs something better than just a soft kick to the back of the head, and that's it. So talking about uh, Swerve uh, Scott on uh, NXT, formerly Shane Strickland. Who? <laughs> I forgot to put that on ah. the board. I'm sorry. Uh, somebody says, uh, can we get a prayer circle for John Morrison to return with SCM as his finisher instead of Starship Paint or Moonlight Drive? I don't know what SCM is. I know what S and M is. Uh, I'm very familiar with that. Wasn't it a Metallica album at one uh, point? You know what s and is. If anybody at this table would know what s and M is, it's you. Why is it me? You know. Uh, somebody says Becky Lynch. I enjoyed the disarm her, but she needs an impact finish as well. Her pump handle rock bottom is not great. She could use a regular rock bottom or maybe some sort of cutter or even a tombstone pile driver. I do not want to see Becky <laughs> trying to pick anybody up in a no. tombstone. Uh, if Becky is the top draw in the women's division and one of the top draws in the company, she should have an impact finish that will consistently pop the crowd. Uh, somebody else said that expl- exploder suplex she does is pretty sick. I don't know if that that would be a... uh, It's not a finisher. uh, A finisher, but... uh, So there's uh, some interesting thoughts on there. Uh, Like I said, Moxley, if you're just going to paralyze people, just shoot them in the spine. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) is that legal? Uh, I mean, if it's an unsanctioned match. It's... Referee's discretion in did you AEW. See, have you, did you see the article about the unsanctioned match with, with, between Kenny Omega and John Moxley, how it's being investigated by... Uh, yeah, like the Maryland uh, like, State Athletic Commission? Yeah, for some reason. So, so, Maryland's been weird for like a long time. They've always had this this rule that about blood. Yeah. Like wrestlers cannot purposely like blade. And that was actually... You know, they, they've talked about, like, in the old WCW days, Baltimore was a big spot for them to go. And apparently they had a lot of run-ins with the state, with the Athletic Commission in Maryland. Apparently nothing's going to come out of that, but just the fact that this is a real thing that's happening in, in 2019. Guys! I mean, come on. Like, and, and the fact that apparently in the Athletic Commission... Uh, bylaws, they can't even use like fake blood or anything like that. So, maybe they should stop gigging themselves. Maybe they should stop having the athletic commission be a part of fucking pro wrestling, right? Which is what they, out of there. which was the whole part of you know Vince McMahon renaming it sports entertainment so he didn't have to pay the athletic commissions anymore. Right. Uh, next one comes from uh, Keenan Little. What are your early impressions on of CM Punk returning to TV and the re- relationship between him? And WWE, uh, you are CM Punk's number one fan, I believe. That's true. So, I am the uh, sole proprietor and owner of the fan club for CM Punk. Oh, I'm the sole owner of proprietor of the CM Punk fan club. Oh. And you are the fan club of CM Punk. That's like the yeah. party planning committee and the committee to plan <laughs> parties. 
from the office. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. What do you think of, he's really only been on like the, the one little mini appearance and then the one full show that he did. He has been a little snarky on Twitter. Yes. Which is fun yeah. to, to pay attention to. What do you think of the CM Punk uh, return, I say in air quotes, to the wrestling world? I, you know, it's great that he's back. Well, in, in some capacity with WWE or with Fox or whatever the case is. It's better than nothing. It's right? better than nothing, but like I just it could have been so much cooler if he would have came out like during some show, like a wrestling show, instead of on a Tuesday night broadcast of backstage that nobody watches. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's a dick, like, <laughs> like big time. Yeah, um, which I, is fine. I can I kind of figured that out. Uh, a few years ago when I went to C2E2 and I saw him do a panel and everybody was there, big CM Punk fans, they were wearing his wrestling, you know, uh, merch and stuff like that and he didn't want to talk about wrestling at all. He wanted to talk about the shitty comics he was writing, he wanted to talk about a shitty... Hey, he wrote a couple issues of Thor, uh, it wasn't that bad. His, uh, his uh, UFC career. Yeah. I'm like, listen man, these guys are the reason you are who you are. Yeah. And pro wrestling is the reason why there's these people that are interested in you. And for you to just poo-poo that part of your life away is kind of shitty. And to kind of shit, because when you do that, you're kind of shitting on the people that are asking these questions, you know, by saying that, like, what they like and what they, what gravitated them toward you in the first place is not important, which I think is is pretty shitty. But sorry, I interrupted your... Now, are we going to get a CM Punk match? In the foreseeable future. Is it going to happen at WrestleMania? And is it going to be against Seth Rollins? I think... A it, heel Seth Rollins. If they're smart, it will happen at WrestleMania. Because I think CM Punk's running out of prime years. I think he's like 38 or something like that. 39. Now, I want you to envision this, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to paint you a picture. Mm-hmm. So, Seth happy, Rollins... Happy little trees. Happy trees. Um, Seth Rollins is obviously turning heel. Um, and he's obviously forming a new faction. He said, Will, that he's not have anything to do with AOP. I mean, it looks pretty obvious to me. Um, okay. I mean, if he says, though, that, that changes everything. Okay, well, I thought we could trust him. It. I mean... I don't know what made us believe that. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, but, so he, he forms a faction with AOP. And he's a heel now. Um, and he enters himself into the Royal Rumble. You know, because he wants to get another title shot. Mm-hmm. But, uh-oh, at number 30... Brutus Beefcake comes out strutting and cutting. But, at number 28 before that... At number that, 31. <laughs> at number 28 before that, CM Punk comes out mm-hmm. and eliminates Seth Rollins from the Royal Rumble, setting up their WrestleMania feud right then and there. And, you know, you said at 28... To me, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because if you wait till 30, people are expecting something crazy like that to yeah. happen. But if you bring out... It's like when AJ Styles came out in the Royal Rumble and he came out at 3. Right. And everybody's like, oh my God, ho- uh, what? Holy what shit. Is, what's going on? <laughs> I, I don't know what's yeah. happening. Here's what I think about the, the CM Punk thing. You, you asked if we were going to... If they're smart, we are going to see a match in the foreseeable future. If they're smart, it will be against Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins would be 
nuclear have nuclear heat as a heel going against CM Punk, and CM Punk would be super over as a babyface. That place would be loud yeah. for both the babyface and the heel, which is is what you want. You'd get strong reactions both it's ways. It's a money match. The things that the things that I hate about. CM Punk on that WWE backstage show are not related to CM Punk. They're related to the format of that show. Some of that stuff on that show is just fucking stupid. Yeah. Like that promo school thing. That's dumb. What they need to be doing is they need to... It'd be fun if they looked back at like old promos of like wrestlers and then like either made fun of them or like picked them apart or something like that or talked about what they could do better or what they would have done different that would be something cool that like punk would be really good into you know make it more um just i don't know just make it more fun you know because the promo school thing is just dumb it's not fun now what if he were to do like a grammar thing like he would come out and correct everybody's grammar because he does grammar videos on youtube i'd be okay with that yeah yeah i'd be okay with something like that i also want to see I wish he was on every week because I'm honestly I'm only going to watch when he is. Yeah, he says he's going to be on next week. He says he's like ninety percent sure. I will be watching next week. I was, I watched it live when he was on. I watched WWE backstage live the week that he was on. Sorry, and that is the only episode of WWE backstage that I've ever watched. (laughs) And I'm only going to watch when he's on. I wish he was on every week because I'm only, you know, going to watch when he is. I love that he says things when he says that things suck. I love that when he said, no, that's just stupid. You yeah. know, that's, that's dumb. I love that. They need something like that. That's, that's what he should be on there. And I love that he's stiff-arming Seth's blatant attempt to try to capitalize on punk celebrity. I, I love that CM Punk is, is pushing back against that. Right. I think there's a huge difference. There's definitely a huge difference in the ratings than when, when he's on and when he's not. Oh, God, on. yeah. Yeah. Well, in, I mean, it's a crazy you, difference. It's either you have, you know, CM Punk on there or you have Renee Young. But, I mean, she's making Fox money, so. <laughs> and she'll let you know about it. Yeah. I would love to eventually see him. I think it would be. Must watch TV if he was ever on the same stage with like Triple H, or on the same stage with Seth, or on the same stage with if they could, by God, if they can get Vince on there for for an episode. And I also hope that he does that new Stone Cold show on the network. That'd be pretty good. I think that would be amazing because the Undertaker one was was pretty yeah. cool to see Undertaker in that arena, but to see him Punk and Stone Cold. On there, and you know Stone Cold say he's just gonna. I hope it's live because he just say whatever the fuck he wants. Right. That that's what I want to see. I I the things that I don't like about it are doesn't have anything to do with Punk. They'd have to do with that show. I think that needs to be reformatted a little bit. I think there's some things that they can use CM Punk in a to get the most for their money out of him. And I and I hope that he continues to just blatantly pick apart the product and be. To go against the grain as far as you know what's good and what's bad because I hope he never loses that. That's when he's at his best when he criticizes what he doesn't like and don't just criticize things just because it's WWE. Criticize, criticize things because it's shit 
And when they're doing something good, say why it's good. Or if something could be better, say how it can be better. You know, he's one of the, the most creative guys. You know, he may be an asshole, but he's one of the most creative guys in the, in the wrestling business, maybe yep. probably in the last 20 or 30 years, just by what he can do with what he has. And I think that if he can use, use those tools, then he can make that show more watchable. And I'll be tuning in when it, whenever he's on. Uh, next email comes from DJ in Chicago. DJ says, I attended all four days of WWE's Survivor Series weekend here in town. Overall, my friends and I had a great time, and I really enjoyed the festivities. But I hear a lot of people felt otherwise. So what did WWE get right and wrong that weekend? Let's start. We're, we're a couple of positive guys. The most positive. I would say the most. Jason's pretty negative. He's yep. pretty down. And then you're like, everything. you're like middle of the road. Yeah. Then I'm obviously you're top obviously, tier yeah. positive. Top yeah. tier positive. Yeah. You're like almost overly, like Johnny Sunshine over here. Love. Almost overly positive. It kind of makes me want to throw up. Everything about WWE, it's the best. So let's start with the good. Uh, I'll give you something that I liked uh, that they got right on the weekend. And then if you have anything, you can give it right back. And okay. Then, uh, I love that they made NXT look strong. I love that... For the battle against AEW, you needed NXT to look strong. I love that NXT had their showcase night on Saturday, and then NXT won four to two to one on Sunday. I love that they made NXT look strong. Um, I also like the fact that uh, they, like the NXT wrestling, the NXT style of wrestling translated well during Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually really worried that they would try to, you know, kind of whitewash the the whole thing. Like they would just main roster it. Yeah, they would main roster it, and they just would make them kind of adhere to like the style of wrestling that we're so accustomed to seeing on Raw and SmackDown, which is awful. Mm -hmm. um, it, but I mean, sorry, sorry. I mean, which is prime rib. It's all the perfectly roasted endless prime rib you could ever want. But I like that they let them do their thing. I like that they didn't make them adhere to the same standards as everybody else. I thought that a couple of guys on this weekend looked like major stars. Even in defeat, the two that stood out to me were Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Adam Cole taking the pin after that crazy bump off the, the cage through the tables on Saturday night. And Keith Lee... Uh, eventually going one-on-one -on -one with Roman Reigns in that Survivor Series match and taking the defeat. But I thought Adam Cole and Keith Lee, even in defeat on those two nights, Adam Cole did win uh, versus Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne at Survivor Series. Thank you. But even though they both had losses on the weekend, they both looked super over. They looked like big, huge stars and didn't look like developmental guys. They looked like WWE stars, which I thought was good. Anything else stand out positively about the weekend for you? Um, I, will, I will say uh, the probably good to like the best was the, the true emergence of Adam Cole um, as... Uh, like a stud like mm -hmm. like that whole not even just the four days but like the whole week mm -hmm. like he had he was on raw 
He had a ladder match on NXT. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was yeah. on SmackDown. Yeah. He beat Daniel Bryan like a couple weeks before that. He had yeah. a match with Rollins. He won the ladder match on on Wednesday. Oh my god! Yeah. And then like he was in the the NXT War Games match the, uh, on Saturday night, and then he came back out the night before after taking a, a hellish bump mm-hmm. off the top of the cage, um, and then he beat Pete Dunne in probably the match of the night. So yep. uh, like that whole weekend like cemented him as as one of the top stars in WWE. I agree. Uh, let's get into some things that we maybe did not like. I mean, that's really so hard to find, Dan. I know. It's. I mean, when you're when you're eating prime rib, every once in a while you get a piece of uh, fat, though. It's all the perfectly roasted endless prime rib you could ever want. Now you hit it a few times there. You got. You've been eating Cheetos. Yeah, I've been eating over Cheetos. <laughs> so mine's gonna sound weird because I just said a second ago that I thought I liked that NXT looked strong. Is it possible that they made NXT look too strong? Like they went too out of their way at the expense of Raw and SmackDown? I will say that I think they made Raw look too weak. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really surprised that Raw only won one Mm -hmm. thing. You were mentioning that... I thought they were going to clean sweep. Right. You were mentioning that you were worried that they were making NXT look so strong leading up to it. Yeah, that they were going to lose every one of their matches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's almost 100% ass- yep. assured. I was really surprised that they didn't make Raw look super strong. I agree. I agree. I, I was a little... It was a little almost too in your face by the by the end of the night. It was almost like... Coming out party for NXT, 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 NXT. Yeah, NXT's awesome. Yeah, we and get it. We we don't need you know. And I hate when they they're all even at the end of the night where every, everybody gets their shit in. I'm glad that somebody con- convincingly won, but I'm worried on the flip side of the coin. Just play devil's advocate. I'm a little worried that maybe they went a little too overboard with it. Uh, the other thing that I thought was bad was. The the booking of the women's Survivor Series match, where I think it was uh, was it Eo and uh, who was was it Eo and Candice that that went to the back. Yeah. So they just get to go in the back and take a nap, and they can just they're still they can just come back out whenever you want. I thought they were eliminated. I thought they were too. And when they came back out, like shouldn't that be an immediate like disqualification? Right. I would think so. So, if it were me, I would just, like, go lock myself in a room so nobody could eliminate me. Right. And then, after everybody else had been eliminated, I'm like, no, man, I'm still in it. Like, I would go hang out in, like, a boiler room or something. Mm. Mm, uh, Mankind hangs down out there, and so does (laughs) John Moxley, and lots of people, actually. Kane. Yeah, Kane was down there. Undertaker at one Mm -hmm. point. Yep. Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to hang out down there. No, that's a terrible place. In the parking lot, I hear there's uh, cool cars and trash cans on fire. What about potted plants named Mitch? Man, his his run in WWE is so good. <laughs> like, I, I miss Dean Ambrose. Uh, I thought I thought that match was was pretty crappily booked, even though it had a lot of cool stuff in it. Uh, I liked the majority of the ladies in there. I know our buddy Dougie Wrestling. His favorite is Natalia. I believe he called her a, a charisma vacuum. The the Best women's wrestler of all time, I believe. He yeah, also I, would, is I think he, yeah, he said that. that. Yep. Yeah. But man, the the big miss for me was the 
Becky, Bailey, Shayna, main event and Survivor Series. Yeah. What, what I was I was there, and there was no heat. And I'm not talking about the uh, the central air that they had in the in yeah. the Allstate Arena. There was n- there was no react. There was no positive or negative reaction in the crowd. What was it like watching it at home? It was boring. Yeah, it was super boring. The crowd wasn't into it. Nothing interesting in that whole match happened. Um, and then after the match, nothing interesting happened. No. Because I was half expecting like Ronda Rousey to come back. Everybody was. Yeah, everybody was ready I think for it. Everybody was. And um, I think that's part of the problem. And and I think just nothing interesting happened. I was really surprised that it was the main event. Mm-hmm. I I think it didn't really make a lot of sense. Unless Ronda was coming out. Unless Ronda was coming out. And then as soon as they were like, well, the women's event is going to be the main event, I was like, Ronda cool. Rousey's obviously Cool, see you, Ronda. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> and then nothing happened. No. And I caught, so I was like, oh. I and mean, then, I don't like Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, like this is, that's where you're going to bring her in. This mm-hmm. is the perfect place to do it. It's like when, when John Cena came out at that Royal Rumble at 30, when yeah. everybody thought he was going to be out for like a year, and he came back like in two months. Everybody went, oh, yeah, wait a minute, we don't like you. So there would have been a moment like that for you. You would have been, yeah, I don't give a damn about my reputation. Wait a minute. I know it was a long couple of days because by the end of, I only went Saturday and Sunday. By the end of Sunday, I was kind of wrestling doubt because of, I had, been on this like roller coaster of emotions with right. with war games and and everything else, but man, it was just still bad. It was bad. Um, they, I, they might need to rethink stuff like that. It wasn't great. Um, I will also say another bad thing for me is I kind of don't like this the Survivor Series matches anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're so long, and now you got five extra people in them. And then, yeah, you have five extra people, <laughs> so they're even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you do get really good stars like Sarah Logan, mm-hmm. yep. um, Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. um, Natalia, Natalia, mm-hmm. Lacey Evans. Yeah, Lacey Evans was mm-hmm. in there, and but the men's one had good stars. Um, but like the women's one, Shorty G, Shorty G was in there. Yep. King Corbin. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't like. Maybe I don't like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just like I thought I, I caught myself during the like you open Survivor Series with the longest match on the card or one of the longest matches on the card, and then halfway through, I'm just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys sent me a picture of you yeah. and you and Jason fighting. Uh, uh, the Sandman, like, like not we were, the not the cane wielding right. Sandman, but the Sandman that puts you to sleep. Like we were talking kind of today about how AEW likes to open up with a match that's like fast paced, yep. gets you going, gets the crowd pumped, yep. and all that stuff. And, and you open up Survivor Series with a match that put literally everybody to sleep. There was about uh, thirty-five minutes worth of just entrances, I'd say. <laughs> uh, that was one thing that uh, my brother told me that he liked about the war games is that Undisputed Era just came out all together. Right. And he goes, dude, I like that. They got out there, they got the shit in, and they, they went in that little shark tank. Yep. <laughs> and then everybody else had to come out and get the, you know do their 20-minute promos, or 20-minute intros, rather. 
So it was an up and it was an up and down weekend. I had a good time as well, but um, the the SmackDown before and the Raw after were both weak. So I'm kind of glad I didn't stick around for those. Uh, Andrea in Brooklyn. That's a lady. Where Brooklyn at? Uh, a- Andrea could tell us. Could she though? Where Brooklyn at? Mm. Uh, my friend Kelly used to live on uh, the only bad street in Brooklyn. <laughs> Every other part, you go one block one way or the other, it's total like hipsters, gentrified, uh, it's it's great. Uh, the one street in Brooklyn that uh, is bad is where the only place she could afford to live. Well, there you go. Uh, but Andrea, I don't know if she lives in the hipster part or the uh, the bad part where, all, where it's just pawn shops, liquor stores, and dry cleaners. But... Actually, not not dry cleaners. It's like the coin op, uh, what like laundromats. Laundromats, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, what non wrestling podcasts do you listen to now? Mm. Will I gotta say for me when when this question came in, I'm like, God, do I listen to any non wrestling podcasts? I'm guessing you probably do more so than I do. I do. So I give to a, a lot of podcasts. I the only one. I'm gonna let you take this question because the only one that I listen to that's non wrestling is Office Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> which I is, to that one which is Jenna Fisher and um, uh, what's the uh, yep. Angela Kinsey from The Office, who go episode yes. by episode and talk about like the backstories and stuff. That's the only non wrestling one I listen to. Everything else I have in my in my queue is is wrestling related. So now, now I'm, Dan, gonna, I'm gonna go grab a drink and you uh, wax poetic about your podcast well, downloads. Now, Dan, you know I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I also listen to this really good podcast. I'm listening. You might know of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Bre- Beer Sticks and Butter Brooms. Bre- Broomsticks, Broomsticks and Butter Beer. That's mm. it. Never heard of it. No. If you want to see see what I sound like on a PG show, yeah. <laughs> tune in for me and my wife breaking down uh, every chapter of every Harry Potter book ever so, written. Like, nerds. Yeah. Talk about fucking nerds. nerds. Jesus Christ. Uh, but actually, no, I actually, I like kind of like true crime and like supernatural, like crap like that. And um, I listened to the, the, the last last podcast on the left um, a lot. Which what is, is that about? So it's about, it's, they change it every single week. It's like a different, you know, different topic. Like sometimes they'll talk about aliens. Sometimes they'll talk about serial killers. And, and sometimes they'll talk about like Sasquatch. And stuff like that, but it's really funny. It's like so it's like sci-fi, all sci-fi stuff, or um, I wouldn't say or like sci-fi, supernatural, supernatural sci-fi, stuff. true crime, all that crap. Um, but it's like done by three comedians, so it's actually not, and it's super well researched. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny. Um, so it's like they're talking about really grisly crap at sometimes, but it's like. They're making light of it. Mm-hmm. There was a 9-11 one that they did, and it was probably the hardest one episode to make it through, but it was, sure. it was well, very well-researched, and uh, they actually do a good job. It was like conspiracy theories about they 9-11? They do that, too. They, they've had a couple where they talk about conspiracy theories and like and whatnot. Um, I also listened to a couple like Dungeons & Dragons podcasts where they are actually just people playing Dungeons & Dragons. Because I don't have like a group of friends that wants to play Dungeons and Dragons with me at any given time. Dude, my my brother Andrew had to. He was in town for Thanksgiving, and he was uh, going back on Sunday. And he was said he was leaving like at noon. And my dad said, "Why are you leaving so early? Do you have to do you have to work?" He goes, "No." I have a Dungeons and Dragons game at six o'clock. I see. You know <laughs> he had up. to get back to Springfield, and he it's about like a up. two and a half hour drive from St. Louis. So. 
When he's in town over Christmas, you guys should get a game together. We should. Are you? I'm sure because he, he gets games like out at uh, in his neck of the woods. I'll let him know that you're interested. I've never played. You probably have a lot of fun. I think I like I've seen like on Big Bang Theory where they're like playing it. I uh, I remember there was like an old like Atari Dungeons and Dragons yep. game, but I don't have any idea like. I guess they play it on uh, like Stranger Things too. Yeah, the best part Things about play. it is you literally could just do whatever you want. So it's, I mean, there's. I a, have a magical machine gun. There you go. It's <laughs> not a thing, but uh, yeah, it will be. <laughs> but no, I just listened to some some couple of like random nerdy podcasts and whatnot, and that's pretty much it. Can I have Orange Cassidy be my character on Dungeons and Dragons? Sure. And make like a little Orange Cassidy guy with a thumb come kind of halfway half stick up. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm always looking for, for interesting stuff to listen to, but all I do is wrestling because I'm a big mark. Yeah, that's true. So, Mr. Lutz writes, Do you think the days of the big man in wrestling are over? Will we ever see another Sid Vicious, Andre Diesel, or Big Show on top? The landscape of pro wrestling has really changed, especially over the last 10 to 12 years. We're seeing guys like AJ Styles, who in the Monday Night War era probably would not have gotten uh, a shot on top. He probably would have been in that cruiserweight division on WCW. He actually did have a yeah. couple of WCW matches. Let's say he was in WCW yeah. at that point. Wasn't yeah, he, he actually yeah. did have did have some WCW matches. Uh, right, and it was actually like right before they went under, I believe. Uh, it was uh, him and Air Paris, I think. was uh, Air Paris. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I look it up. I think it's a real person. I don't think I just made it up. Air Paris. Air Paris. And they were like, would you like to book tickets to Paris? Puerto Rico? <laughs> Beautiful beaches. Uh, glass everywhere. What? To me, I think that the, the day of the big man is, they're too lumbering to be interesting anymore. I, I know they used to be, you know, spectacles and larger than life, but... You always say, well, that wrestling evolves. That's true. I have said that multiple times. And it's to the point, I, I don't think the, I think the day of the big man, other than the occasional attraction match, I think the, the day of the big man on top as a main eventer carrying the belt or challenging for the belt are, are over. At least a guy like Vader, who was just athletic as hell. You know, could do some. He moved like a, a much smaller man, but could still be like big and menacing. Those guys are very rare that that you get a, that guy like that. But I think the days of the big, big man, you know, that just you know kicks and punches and chops and knees to the gut, uh, choke slam, power bomb, whatever. Running power two, slam. One, two, three. No. What about if they did this? <laughs> Crowd popped when that. Let me do it one more time okay. for you. Uh, I'm in. All right, there you go. Give, give him the belt. <laughs> give him the belt. When when we were in Chicago and and Braun came out, God, everybody lost their mind, and I was just yeah, I was just screaming at people, just stop it. No, you're He's not. not yeah. No, I was not. Yeah. No, I wasn't. That's you and Goldberg. No, comes out. God. When Goldberg spears somebody, no. you're losing your shit. Uh, what do you think about the day of the big man in pro wrestling? I mean, it's done for me. Uh, me too, but, man. But but I I think like I said, we're we're in a time of wrestling right now where we want um, 
Like, we want a lot. Like, I like high spots. I like high spots and I like fast You're a spot action. monkey. I am. I like, I like good matches that can be, like, I like high spots. I like good matches. I like technical wrestling and stuff. You like, like good matches? I like good matches. I like prime rib. It's all the perfectly roasted endless prime rib you could ever want. But I don't like, I, I don't like the slow, like, lumbering... Oh well, the, this this wrestler is gonna have to work on his leg for a while to get him down because he's such a big guy. Like Braun Strowman, it, like he's fallen so far. Oh man! I mean, he's still so over when he does this though. Yep. Agreed. But I'm, I'm back in. But that, or when he does that run around the ring that he gets super I was winded on. So mad when he he did it, and then he and then he like signaled that he was gonna do it again. <laughs> And I'm like, oh fuck you! <laughs> and I went and got went and got a went to the bathroom, got a drink. I came back. He's still fucking lumbering around. Stack it off because there was like 15 people out there for that Survivor Series match. Yeah. And I'm like, he's he could do this all day. Yeah. He could just run around the ring and just run into people all day. But it's just kind of a point where at a we're at a point right now in wrestling where I think we're not really looking for um, that big like. And all be all wrestler. We don't need it anymore. We don't need like we don't need the canes and the big shows and mm-hmm. like unfortunately Undertaker and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, See the thing about the Undertaker though is I, I wouldn't even put him in the category of like the, the Sid and the Andre and the Diesel and the Big Show because he could actually move. But and by and even now he can he can still move. That's true. Uh, even after like the he's actually better than he was like probably five years ago. Yeah. You know after the surgeries and, and things like that and kind of he talked on the Stone Cold show about how he's kind of changed his diet and changed his workouts a little bit. Not like lift, he's doing more like functional workouts rather than just lifting heavy, just to look big. But you know, he from the time that he came in, he was doing that thing where he was walking along the top rope. You're like, this is a this guy's a fucking athlete. Pretty man. sweet. You know, still we still mark out for it to the day. And so. then you, but and you had a guy like Vader, I think, played in the NFL. You know, who's like, you know, and could do the things that he could do. But like guys like, uh, you know, like Diesel. He he had you know three moves yeah like literally. What if he did a uh, sidewalk slam? Interesting. Okay. I'm listening. What if he did a big boot? Okay. Now what if he made a combination of those and then he like picked you up and jackknife powerbombed you on the top of your head? Interesting. Interesting. I would need for him to really be over with me. I would need to have have some kind of like primal roar. Like when he came into the ring, I don't know what it would. Say. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm in. Oh man! Sign that's me all, up. That's all it takes. God damn! Oh, man. Sign me up. Against all this beef, there's a lot of beef out here. <laughs> God damn it, Vince! I just that'll that'll live forever. The lot of beef out here. That's just classic Vince. It sums up everything that he's thought about pro wrestling for the last forty years. But we both kind of agree that those days are are over, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we could be wrong. Well, obviously, since we both agree, we're both wrong. Yeah, and uh, we're on this show, we're probably wrong. And then uh, Braun Strowman will be, the, he'll probably be the one that beats The Fiend. Yay, hey. that'll be cool. They've got history together. Uh, uh, got a couple more emails here. Leland Brooks writes, WWE 2K20 may be the worst wrestling video game of all time, and I've played WCW Backstage Assault. 
What is the state of wrestling video games moving forward, and can WWE recover from this mess? Now, I had to look up what WCW Backstage Assault was, and I sent you and Jason a little video earlier. It looked great. Pretty amazing graphics. I would say some of the graphics of video games of all time. It is definitely, in my book, as a wrestling fan, uh -huh. and a proprietor or, or a, a consumer of wrestling video games many over the years, I would say it is one of the wrestling video games of all time. What? Yes. Oh one God. of the, and that's coming from me. Hot day. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I went kind of go out on a limb sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're being a little risky right now. I, uh, I'm i trying to get us more listeners by kind of being a shock jock. Wow, it's, I mean, you're doing it. Yeah, we're going to play Lord of the Anal Rings later. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, and it's just the two of us, so. Uh. Gay! It's not, man. It's just for listeners. Oh, okay. It's, it's just for listeners and for sexual reasons. <laughs> so, SmackDown uh, versus Raw game writer Justin Leeper. Have you watched any of his YouTube videos that he's been putting out lately? This guy, uh, was, he was a... Uh, yeah, he, we really need that. He was one of the uh, game writers for SmackDown versus Raw game... Uh, for like three years, he did like the Road to WrestleMania story. Okay. And apparently, you know, kind of a kind of knows a lot of people in the uh, gaming programming world, world, particularly as it applies to the WWE uh, video games. He's been releasing these YouTube videos regarding the debacle that is the 2K20 release and the 2K franchise in general. He said things like, "More than 10 team members have left." Not for other jobs. They've just left because they want to disassociate themselves with this game so yeah. far. The budget is due to poor sales and bad word of mouth. The budget is likely to be slashed next year. So we can't expect 2K21 to be any better because they're not going to have the money to improve it. The people who had done the WWE games for the last 20 years was a company called Ukes. Mm -hmm. And apparently, 2K decided that they just wanted to drop Ukes this year. That's great. So Ukes had, did not have any involvement in the development of 2K20 outside of the fact that 2K people, the 2K people, they still didn't want Ukes to develop the game, but they still wanted Ukes to shepherd, like kind of be the bridge to this new company called Visual Concepts. So... Justin Leeper compa compared it in one of his videos. He said it's kind of like if your girlfriend breaks up with you and then comes back to you and says, hey, I know we broke up, but can you show my new boyfriend that thing that you used to do with your tongue? Uh. <laughs> you probably wouldn't be too keen on, on going out of your way to help with that. Hey, if you're a nice guy, you know. That's true. You just got to help people out. And apparently the WWE, uh, the Ukes people were pretty upset because the WWE game is two-thirds of their profits for the last 20 years. Well, I was about to say, they don't really have much. Oh, I'm thinking of 2K. Like, I think Ukes is, that's, that's pretty much the only thing mm -hmm. they've been it's like It says it's like two-thirds of their profits for the last 20 years. So uh, one of the heads of Ukes, I forgot what her name was, but she came out and was kind of passive-aggressive in an interview about the whole situation about them being dropped. And kind of was hinting that they wanted to put a competing game out into the 
uh, wrestling atmosphere there. So when we talk about the question here, what is the state of the wrestling video games moving forward and can WWE recover from this mess? There's a two-part question in there. There is other wrestling stuff coming, we know. We know that Kenny Omega has hinted that there's going to be an AEW game coming, uh, potentially with that old... Uh, is it Aki or Akai? Yeah, the people who made No Mercy. Yeah, the yeah. People, yeah, and people who made like uh, yeah. The, Sounds great. Yeah, sign, sign me, me the, the fuck yeah, up. I'm ready. You can even have the old graphics. Yeah, I don't care. It's great. You can even just have the same wrestlers. Just yep. re-release it with all the, the yep. same, and just slap AEW on them. Good. Just get some AEW stickers. Yep. Slap them on the old Nintendo 64 cartridges. Just make sure the Parker's in there. Yep. Yep. So we know that's coming. Uh, we've had. Uh, Michael Herman from uh, Retromania, which is uh, coming out for uh, all systems next year. Uh-huh. Uh, PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. Uh, that's going to be an alternative in the, in the wrestling business. But WWE specifically, man, this has been a viral disaster for them. Because the game obviously shipped before it was ready. Yep. Apparently, according to the programmers, they said we need more. We need several more months. And they said, "Ah, fuck it, we'll send it out." And ever since then, there's been a a, a movement. Like uh, the the only thing that the wrestling community can agree about is that this game sucks balls. Yeah, I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know if you like seen the videos of it and whatnot. Some of the botch videos and oh, things like yeah, that. It's awful. There was one I saw the other day where Charlotte went to the top rope to hit a moonsault on the Becky Lynch on a table. And she botched the moonsault? Uh, I mean, that's normal. No, that's, that's, that's normal, no. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she was on the top rope, and then her body disappears, and she's, sitting at, she's standing at ringside, and the, a ghost hits a moonsault on the Becky Lynch, and the table breaks while Charlotte's standing at ringside. Oh, God. So there could be some like paranormal stuff in this game that that's, I wasn't that's pretty scary. aware of. So maybe it it's cool and people just don't understand it. Maybe Visual Concepts is trying to do some some different shit. <laughs> I don't know, but it's like that movie Ghost Dad. Yeah, except for with wrestling. Is there was Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby? Yes. Is that the second Bill second Cosby Bill reference? Con- yeah. <laughs> And uh, I still have not slipped that pill into your drink, but it, it's coming, my Is it? friend. Oh, God. It's coming. Uh, apparently, there's been one patch that has come out for WWE 2K20, but I don't think it really fixed anything. No. Also, too, if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Sony was issuing refunds. Wow. For for the, the like the online purchases that were made. Wow. Uh, for 2K20. That's insane because. Normally, it's like you buy at your own risk. Like, Sony's like, hey, bro, we didn't make the game. Right. Like, we just, like, they just modded it for our platform. But Sony must be so in agreement with the, the fans on this that it's just total horseshit that yeah. they're give, that's crazy that they're giving refunds. So it is, uh, yeah, so WWE 2K20 was so broken, Sony is issuing refunds. And then 2K was promising a patch within the next two weeks, but this was back in October. Mm. Uh, but they were it's just, they, they just kind of go on and talk about, you know, uh, but the 2K20, the, like the people actually say they're listening closely to the feedback that's been shared regarding 2K20 and are aware of the concerns some players are reporting. We're working hard to investigate these concerns and address them as necessary. 
Uh, we expect to have an initial patch, blah, 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 blah. But Sony was just like, yeah, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just refund you. Yeah. Apparently a patch came out, but it didn't really fix the big major issues. And the rumor that I was hearing in these YouTube videos with, with Justin Leeper is that there's possibly not going to be any more patches because this game is just too far gone that it's kind of a lost cause now. The 2K team may just start working on next year's and just say, just take the year as a loss, which is horrible. That's horrible, a horrible way to treat your consumers. Yeah, but they make that they make that 2K20 NBA 2K20 money. Oh, yeah. the Fox money. They make that Fox. Is that, money. is that comparable to Fox money? I think it's more than Fox money because wow. it's that's the top selling basketball game. So remember, they're back in the day, like like Two K used to have. They used to have a hockey game. Mm-hmm. They used to have a football game. I I preferred the football game to Madden. I also did as well, and mm-hmm. I also preferred their hockey one, and uh, I believe the baseball one. I thought for a while, okay. what, but that was before the show came out because mm-hmm. EA had their stuff too. Yeah, but I and now there's like all this exclusive stuff. Like, yeah. Nobody else can do the football one, but Madden. Yep, Nobody else can do the baseball one, yep, but the but show. The show. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but now they're just down to basketball and wrestling. Mm-hmm. And now they're probably just going to be down to basketball. Uh, you know who could save it is Dennis Rodman, since he does both basketball and wrestling. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, I don't know if Michael Jordan has ever done any wrestling. He or, knows. Or, uh, or if he was just telling me to. He knows Dennis Rodman. Get some, oh, he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking that la- last year I bought 2K19 like on the like the Chris, like the Black Friday deals right. like half off or something like that. And I got like the deluxe with all the extra shit. And it was great. And we put, you know, we'll have like Royal Rumbles and stuff like that. And it's it's fun. And, I'm, and I was thinking, well, 2K20 can't be that bad, but every day something new comes out that makes me, like, I'm just not, I'm not even going to, even if it's a great deal, I'm not even going to give them my money. What if it was, like, $3? I will buy it. <laughs> you know, eventually that's what it's going to be. I'll buy it for $3. Yeah. Uh, two more emails here. This one comes from Christian Valdez. says, Dan, I'd love to hear your opinion on the whole Jim Cornette NWA debacle. So you guys have referred to me as Jim Cornette Jr. from True. time to time. Because you're super positive. I am super positive. Not racist at all. At all. Um, love the new wrestling. Yes. Love the flippy dips uh-huh. and the non-selling. So I'm in lockstep with Cornette a lot. But, man, he is just so fucking hostile on Twitter. <laughs> he is. Like, he is so notoriously non-PC on Twitter now, I understand people piss you off, but you can't just say that, like, okay, well, you must, like, engage in homosexual sex with this other person because you like them so much. Obviously. Like, <laughs> some, you know, he's getting a lot of anti-gay um, blowback because of that. But then the big thing came on NWA... I want to say, I say television in air quotes because it's on YouTube. It's not yeah. really on TV. But when Trevor Murdoch was in a match, it might have been the match with Nick Aldis. And Cornette was trying to get across the point of how tough Trevor Murdoch was. And he says, he's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Oh. Um, 
a lot of people saw that as very racist. Cornette has come out and said that it's a starvation joke, not a racist joke. I I don't know why he felt compelled to say fried chicken, which is kind of been notorious for its association with racist jokes. Right. He could have said cheeseburger. Food. Yeah. <laughs> a bucket of food. A bucket of food. Through a star. I don't know. Um, but the fact package that. Package of Twizzlers. That Ethiopia is an African nation and Ethiopia, uh, or that fried chicken is negatively associated sometimes as a stereotype with racist jokes. It was probably not the best choice of words. And NWA really took umbrage with it and said, we do not approve of what Mr. Cornette says. And Jim Cornette eventually resigned, probably under severe pressure. Right. My question is, though, Dave Lagana, Billy Corgan, and NWA act like they were so appalled by this. This show was taped weeks in advance. So they knew about it. They knew about it. They heard it. They edited it, mm -hmm. and they left it in there. Yeah. If it's taped, and they were so appalled by it, why did it make air? And I think the thing was, they didn't see anything wrong with it. No. They're just covering their asses and and throwing you know throwing Jim Cornette to the wolves because they are they got caught they got caught in a bad situation any of them could have easily just been like yeah any of them. like you do it all the time with jason like jason's always <laughs> saying like something either racist or homophobic or, both. or like sexist or both <laughs> all, three. Or all of them combined we call that the trifecta like you have to consistently we call that the calcifecta yeah, you you have to consistently edit everything out that he says <laughs> uh, but we edit it out we don't leave it in there. We're just like, oh, well, there's nothing it. we can do now. Let's see what happens. There's nothing we can do. It's on. It's on tape now. For all we know, it could get us a five star rating. And be like, hey, that was a real good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a hot take. There, that was a real hot take. But no, you knew. They were just like, eh. They're taping weeks in advance. Either that, or they just were not paying attention at all. Well, that's great too. That you got your burgeoning company is that you give two fucks about that you would not pay attention to it. Uh, Cornette's gone. Uh, it looks like Bad News Barrett is coming in for to uh, be the. Yeah, we got rid of the. I'm oh, afraid I've got some bad man. news to drop. We had to make room. We got too much comedy gold here. Stuff man. We had here. to. Uh, we had to make room for the uh, Randy Orton burn the guy's house down and the prime rib and. We have to make room for a couple more things on here. Yeah, eventually. we got we to get the Snoop Dogg who who on there. After Cornette left, though, the week after they dropped sixty percent of of their viewers. That's a big drop. Viewers and uh, a lot of the, the and it, it, it's based on just the number of YouTube views that they got. But yeah. they got sixty percent less than they had the week before, and a lot of the people that are commenting back about it, people that are vocal about it, they're saying it's because of what they did to Cornette. And a lot of people are feeling like they did him wrong in kind of putting all the blame on him when they could have easily corrected this issue before it, it became 
uh, a big problem. They really could have. Um, and then also, too, it, would, it has to pass through YouTube standards and practice as mm -hmm. well. So uh, not only do they lose... Um, not only do they lose viewers, um, and not only do they lose, or they, you know, whatever kind of backlash they get from from the comment and from putting that on there, but they also lose their monetization. Yay! Yay! Um, from having that on YouTube because that could be flagged, mm. and then they lose any ad revenue that they would would have gotten from having that many views. Nice. So they lose all their money. Yeah. So they're they're off to a great start, and yeah, they got a big pay per view coming up. And your boy Nick Aldis is made of inning, and you have gone on record as saying that he's probably your favorite wrestler to watch. Mm, no. You liar! Oh. He's your second favorite wrestler to watch. No, don't like that. He's in your top 10 of wrestlers that you like to watch. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I was kind of thinking... He's also in the top 10. I thought you were going to hit me with uh, that one right there. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot that one was over there. You can go ahead and hit it. Hey. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? That's kind of the one I was setting it up on the tee for. You, you got a base hit, yeah. but you didn't... You didn't you know, I didn't try for You didn't go yard the way I was hoping you would. Uh, that's because I'm an average hitter. That's true. I, I don't yeah, you're a slap hitter. Marcelo's in yeah. it. Uh, final email comes from a Hall of Famer, Paul, in St. Louis. And he writes, Who is on your Mount Rushmore of crappy in-ring performers... That actually got over. So here's the uh, the criteria here. They got to be shitty in the ring, but also have been big stars. So they got over in a big way despite their limitations in the ring. Uh -huh. Who's the what are what's like the first name that pops into your head? Uh, Diesel. Good one. Kevin Nash. That's a great one. Uh, That's a great one. Kevin Nash was a world champion in both companies. Um, Hall of Famer. Yep. I mean, did a lot with, accomplished a lot, mainly based on political maneuvering and not in-ring acumen. <laughs> good on the mic, you know, good on the stick, but really bad in in the ring. I I, I think the the first answer that a lot of people are going to say and that I'm going to disagree with is Hulk Hogan. I think Hogan is. A lot of people, he gets a bad rap as being a bad in-ring worker, but it's don't point at me. You. Don't call me. Don't say. Don't nah. call me a racial epitaph. You're not allowed to say the second. One. No, don't don't say that. Uh, that'll get us in trouble. We'll get flagged. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Hogan is, Hogan had great psychology. He was one of the best baby faces of all time and also one of the best heels of all time. And I don't think you can do that without having decent in-ring acumen. He's, he wasn't like a, a big you know, spot guy, did a lot of cool moves or anything like that. But he always told a good story whether he was a baby face or a heel in the ring. And I think he may not have been the best wrestler, but the question was in-ring performers. And I thought as a performer... Uh, Hulk doesn't deserve to be on the Mount Rushmore of crappy in-ring performers. You know who does, though, is the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. The Ultimate Warrior is a shit wrestler. Yeah. But he was over like Rover. Also super racist. Also super racist and homophobic. Yeah. 
So, all around great human being. But there's a, a, an award named after him now in the WWE. You know what? So we forget about all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's once, forgiven. Once you die, just like when Michael Jackson died, everybody's like, oh, man, got to go buy those albums again. No. No. No? We're not here for the... We're just here for the tunes. Just man. here for the tunes, not here for the extra curriculum. What about those HBO, uh, ah, HBO documentaries? Nah, 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 I don't want to... Uh, what about Thriller, though? Thriller? No, Thriller's really what good. What about Off the Wall? Oh, I like that. Your life off the wall. Uh, what about Back in Time? Mm, we back in time. Uh, that's you're you're thinking of Huey Lewis in the news. Was it? Uh, <laughs> you're, you're thinking of Remember the Time. Do you remember? That's it. Yeah. Wait. Used to be. We were Although Huey Lewis in the news, that was pretty good. Dude, uh, you remember that episode of The Office where uh, Michael? I asked Michael to give me his top ten Bruce Springsteen songs. <laughs> Four were Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> one was Chasey Chapman, Fast Car. <laughs> and one, my personal favorite, Short People, which I believe is Randy Newman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Huey Lewis is back in time. Yes. But you better promise me I'll be back in time. It's a good song. It is a great song. Just here for the tunes, though. Yep. Just on this podcast for the tunes? No, for, here for the extra curricular. Yeah, we're just what here for the What did Huey Lewis do? I don't know, man. I I heard Huey Lewis. Uh, let's just say I don't think he needed uh, Blue Chew. I don't think he needed any uh, Cialis or anything like that. I've I'm heard. talking about like the news. Like Huey Lewis, he did his own thing. Mm-hmm. What about like the news? Mm. They were into some. Probably this is a weird stuff. Probably hanging out with uh, Michael Jackson and uh, Prince. I don't know. Prince didn't do anything <laughs> wrong either, you piece of shit. Stop it. Uh, um, I put Andre the Giant on this list. Yep. What if, like, Andre didn't do, ever do anything. I think, actually, if you look back in uh, Dave Meltzer's, like, worst-rated matches mm-hmm. of all time. Andre Hulk is, like, negative three it's, stars. Yeah, I'm like, like, dude, that match is fucking great. What yeah. are you talking about? Just because of the spectacle yeah. of, of who those guys were. Uh, Andre was a terrible worker uh-huh. just because of how big he was. He couldn't hardly do anything. No. Yeah, you know, um, like the uh, the big show was kind of the opposite of that. Like his finishing move was like a top rope elbow drop for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, Andre, I think, you know, one of a lot of people would put him on their Mount Rushmore of, of professional wrestling because of how big of an attraction he was. But he was a shit in ring worker. He ain't on my Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, any, uh, who else, anybody else come to mind? I got a couple other um, ones. I like to think of like a lot of the ECW wrestlers that were super mm-hmm. over, uh, like Sandman. Oh my god! Awful. Yeah, everybody was just everybody lose their fucking like, mind. Oh my god! Look at him! He's mean, coming out of the crowd. I went to an ECW show uh, back before WWE bought it out, and the Sandman came out, and they played Enter Sandman, Metallica song, and. He climbed up a ladder at the entranceway. There was a match going on. Oh. There was a match going on. And he climbed up a ladder and drank beer for 10 minutes before he entered the match. Hey. Like, his his friends were getting beat up, and everybody's like, oh, the Sandman's coming out. He climbed, proceeded to climb a ladder, drink several beers for 10 minutes, let his friends get the shit beat out of him, and then eventually went to the ring. But then, and we he, loved it! But did he, did he save them after that? He did! Okay, well, there you go. He was super over. That's exactly. a great one. I think uh, Sandman is great. Uh, Sabu. Mm, Sabu. Interesting. He was really bad. Yeah, he was just kind of like a 
fix spot, fix spot guy. Yeah. Just like, like, what can I do to hurt myself that exactly. everybody will... Like, and RVD was kind of different than that. RVD was, was the big spot guy, but could also, you yeah. know, wrestle, wrestle and tell a story in yep. a ring, too. And he showed that when he adapted to the, the WWE style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Junkyard Dog, man, was a guy who, in, in WWE and even before that, in, um, in down, down South, when he was wrestling, he was, like, one of the most over baby faces in wrestling history. And he was just a shit worker. Oh my god, he was terrible, but so over, you know. To and he was even like the Hulk Hogan cartoon, rock and wrestling cartoon. Oh yeah. Uh, despite being a shit worker, uh, Sid uh, was mentioned in a an email by Mister Lutz earlier. I never saw Sid as a, a great wrestler, but man. He was over as a babyface and a heel. Yeah, super over. Yeah, great softball player too. Uh, also really good at jumping off the top rope. No. No? No. Why not? Uh, his Apparently his leg was made out of rubber uh. at one point. Uh. Uh, and then the other one I had on here as potentials would be the Bushwhackers. Uh, the Bushwhackers were fucking over, man. No. But they couldn't wrestle no, a fucking... I'm going to say I'm gonna say this with all pun intended. They couldn't wrestle a lick. Ah. Remember, I they thought used... you were going to say they couldn't wrestle a bush. Oh. Bet I could wrestle a bush. Hey, bush beer? No. Ah, gross. Easy drinking bush light. Now, what if they were to come out and they were like, like going like this? Yeah, which yeah. You guys can't see this as viewers, but yeah. you know. Well, the people on the Patreon can. Yeah, they, well, but they like, get the video feed. They were going like this. What if they were like, oh yeah, okay. pretty lady. Yeah, I, Hmm, and then what if they, one, of, one of them did the a caterpillar move mm-hmm. where you did like the worm, but you can't okay. call it the worm. Okay. Uh, you're thinking of heavy machinery, right? Yes. So they're they're copying the bushwhackers, which I've seen them do. Um, yeah, yeah. They're pretty good though. Bushwhackers were fucking over, man. I used to love the bushwhackers. Yeah, so did I. But then looking looking back, I'm like, God, you guys couldn't fucking wrestle a. You go back though, and you watch like a lot of. I said it again. A lot of, <laughs> you watch a lot of like the old wrestling. And you kind of realize how much a lot of it was really shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was looking up some of these earlier, and some people had, like, Doink on the list. But Doink, Doink could, like, actually wrestle. Like, now, Matt Bourne, the guy who was who was actually Doink, was actually, like, a really good worker. and uh, So, yeah, Doink could actually wrestle. What, what if he were to come out with, like, a, a bucket? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was going to come up to the crowd, and he's just like... No, no, it's you can throw water. water. No, no, throw water. water. No, it's just glitter. It's just. Oh glitter. my god, uh, that's hilarious. That's funny. Some trotters do that too, yeah. like confetti. A bunch of jerks. I would actually <laughs> have water in there. So they, the Harlem Globetrotters do have water in there when they pour it on the referee. The referee sees the confetti trick first, and he's like, "Ah, you can hit me with the confetti, and then it's water." It's hilarious. And then they beat a bunch of white guys in basketball. I really want to be in one of the one of the Harlem Globetrotter games one time where they actually lose, mm. and I want to see all everybody cry. My dad said that when when he was younger, there was uh, the Harlem Globetrotters like played like some high school team as like an exhibition, and. The high school team had like this one kid who was just amazing. And Hong Go Trotters were fucking around. And then toward the end of the game, they had to start like playing like serious. 
so they would win because it got a little too close at the end. Or they all followed out because all the moves they do are illegal and actual yeah. basketball. Yeah. Well, game. if you watch NBA now, you could do all that shit yeah, anyway. Like, I saw LeBron James just pick up the ball and just he just walked with it. He just walked a couple steps. And the white guy that was guarding was like, what is that? And Ruff's like, I don't know, man. He's the that's king. Just, that's all just, right? just what the NBA is now. So... Uh, uh, I guess if I had to do four, I would do Sid, Warrior, Andre, and JYD. Um, if I wanted to put a tag team on there, I'd take a couple of those off, put the Bushwhackers on there. Anybody else come to mind? Are you satisfied with our chiseling of that? Uh, not, top, not off the top of my head. I still think Hulk Hogan is on there, but it's like the characters. Over, you just think that because he's racist. He is and very you, racist. And, the character's over there, but I mean, if you look back on a lot of his matches, like they're not great. They're yeah. not great. He he's a he's a spectacle. It's like Andre the Giant. He's a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. But he's I, I a, could, that's that's a worthy argument. And then later on, like he was so over. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of the greatest heels of all time. Mm-hmm. Like that. Like you, I don't think anybody can touch his w or his NWO run as a heel. But he did have good matches. Like every once in a while, he would have good. He would have good, like actually good matches. Like even like Meltzer would rate him well. And never had like a five star classic yeah. or anything like that. But I mean, he's not Lars Sullivan. So. No, <laughs> not at all. Like Andre, I doubt would ever be able to even get like a, a two star out of out of Meltzer. You know, I, and JYD the same same thing. Now, what if it was in the Tokyo Dome? That's where they would get the two stars from. What if Andre the Giant had a mask on? And it's called El Hio de Giganto. Giganto. Giganto de Andre. Two and a half stars. Two and a half, that's it? Oh, yep, man. that's it. Uh, and that's going to be it for us, I believe. Uh, Dan Rhino and Will Lewis here on the Rhino Wrestling Review brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. Thanks for coming along with us. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Uh, we are going to be back soon. I don't know exactly when, but we'll be back soon. With uh, Now that we're all caught up on things in the wrestling world, we had a lot to kind of throw at us right before Thanksgiving and the holiday. So that's why I like that whenever we have a couple weeks off to do the to clear out the, the email bag and kind of just hit everything. And then it's kind of like pressing the reset button. Yeah, we got a pay-per-view coming up this weekend. Uh, we have a pay-per-view this weekend. No, not this and weekend. that is... Next weekend. NWA into the fire! No, next weekend. <laughs> next weekend is TLC. Yes, tables, ladders, and chairs. And uh, Will, if you could r- run down the card for tables, ladders, and chairs. Yep. There it is. That's there are no matches there announced. Are no matches. <laughs> <laughs> for TLC. Uh, WWE is like, fuck, we just got to get to Royal Rumble. It's we so close. We got to do a pay per view this month. Guys, let's just do TLC. Like, cool. Do we have to make, like actually come up with matches? Let's just do December to December. No, not again. That was the show where, like, three days before the show, they only had, like, two matches booked. It's eerily similar. And it was also a December pay-per-view. And it was potentially the worst uh, WWE pay-per-view of all time. We actually did it as one of our watch-alongs. You can yeah. see that in the archives. If you want us to do any other watch-alongs, send us an email at rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com. If we do your watch-along, we'll send you a t-shirt of your choice. Dan's modeling the t-shirts for you right now. Uh, I'm actually wearing a Yoda Christmas t-shirt right now. And you are wearing Pharaoh, which is pretty awesome. Yep. 
Uh, we haven't seen Pharaoh since uh, Cody almost killed him uh, with the pyro. Thank God MJF was there to calm him down. I know. No, he turned on Cody. I still want Pharaoh to come out like he's going to save Cody from MJF. And then MJF's like, attack! And yeah. then he attacks Cody. That would be amazing. Now, we said that no one has like really matched the... Uh, the Hulk Hogan heel turn. Mm-hmm. But I think... Pharaoh would. It was far surpass it. Hogan has been number one for years. Yes. If Pharaoh turns heel, he would surpass the Hulk. Easily. Is Pharaoh super racist, though? Possibly. I heard, I heard he doesn't like black dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rumor, though. That's a rumor. That's Allegedly. Just, that's just me. Allegedly. I We're not want... here to smear anyone's name. Yeah, I don't want to get sued by the Nightmare family. No. But uh, I think that's going to do it for us here on the Rhino Wrestling Review. Like I said, no matter how you are consuming the show, whether it's on ProWrestling.com or Spotify or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or iTunes or Google Play or MySpace or Grindr. Yep, that's the one. Particularly Grindr. That's the best one. Then uh, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, give our buddies over at STF Underground a listen as well. They are also on part of the ProWrestling.com family, and uh, their stuff's a lot better than this horse shit. Whoa! Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take you didn't take much convincing there. <laughs> uh, so until next time, I'm Dan Rhino. He's Will Lewis. Don't kick out of each other's finishers. It's horse time.